What's going on, good people? It's your boy, T-Tail, Conversations of the Heart. In this episode, we are going to be diving into domestic violence. So, you know, just just uh, bear with me as we our guest in, uh, Melissa Pena. Uh, she's absolutely amazing. Be sure to check out this podcast as well on Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, um, Pocket Cast, and Overcast. So... We're just waiting on Melissa to get in to get in the building. I hope y'all been having a good day. Malachi Music, what's going on, man? How you doing? DJ Teddy Graham is my guy. What's good there, brother? Okay, I see Melissa's in the building. All right, let's. All right, so just go ahead and accept that. Hey. Hi. <laughs> hey, can you hear me good? Yes, I can. Good, good, good. Uh, so uh, first of all, welcome. Thank you. Welcome to Conversations of the Heart. I do appreciate it. Um, you know, so for the people to understand, you know, uh, I've known you before puberty, um, <laughs> you know, be, before I had this bass in my voice and all this facial hair, um, you know, so it's an absolute honor, uh, to have you on this, this show. Thank um, you. so again, thank you for doing this here. Um, this is going to be amazing. Um, we're talking a lot of things about domestic violence and we'll, and we'll get into some other things, uh, as well. Uh, but you are a domestic violence advocate. Um, you are an author. Um, and you are an admin, right? Um, so, yeah. uh, it's for the, it's for the dream New catchers, York, right? Yeah, the New, New York, York dream catchers, catchers, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Perfect. Um, so for the people who, who don't know first, let, let them know where, where they can find you. Okay. How can so they contact you? Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yes. I could be found on Facebook. Um, Melissa Pena, P-E-N-A with a little, uh, hyphenated thing over the end. Um, mm-hmm. uh, mainly, I'm mainly as a Facebook. I don't use um, Twitter too much, or I don't know mm-hmm. what's the other platform. Mm-hmm. Mainly, mainly Facebook is my main platform. <laughs> um, and then in terms of the groups, they also could be found on Facebook. The groups that I am a part of that I'll be talking about tonight, they also easily found mm-hmm. on Facebook. So I'll share as we get to those parts. Perfect. So I I think that we should start there. Let's let's talk about your groups. Um, and what you're a part of, because you're a part of some um, amazing groups and organizations. So let's uh, let's start with the groups. Um, so let's talk about okay. the New York Dream, Dream Catchers. Dream Catchers. So about four years ago, it's been four years, I just made the mm-hmm. personal decision to um, master my finances. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm working, you know, I was working, I had my two young kids, and I just felt like it just was never enough. You know, I'm going to work, mm-hmm. I'm doing double shifts, triple shifts, and it was just never mm-hmm. enough. And I came across this amazing woman named Tiffany Aliche. Um, She's known as the Mm -hmm. Budgenista. Uh, She's originally from New Jersey. And she Mm -hmm. had this amazing um, online financial platform called the Live Richer Academy. And every year she promoted a free challenge every January called, you know, the Live Richer Challenge. And the year that I came across her online and joined, I was doing the savings challenge with her. So... I had a goal of saving $10,000 for that year. So so with the challenge, you sign up, 
in January and you get a free email every morning with a particular task of what to do related to the challenge. And mm -hmm. that year was a savings challenge. I had a goal of saving 10,000 by the end of the year. And I had reached 5,000 by like before mid-year, like by like April, wow. May, I reached wow. like halfway to my goal, following like her tips, her suggestions, everything like that. Uh -huh. And then, unbeknownst to me, there were a bunch of other women in New York that were pretty much doing the same thing. They were following this this amazing woman online. And mm -hmm. I don't know, it was just birth within all of us. We were like, you know what? We should all meet. You know, we should take this from online and meet in person. And that's right. how the New York Dreamcatchers group came about. So for the last four years, I've been meeting women from across the five boroughs, Long Island, Westchester, Rockland County. We, we've been meeting consistently every third Saturday of the month for the last four years mm -hmm. and learning about money and mastering our money. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so what type of Im impact has that have, have had on um, the women that, that you're seeing in this particular group? It's just been amazing. Like just this past um, weekend, uh, one, of, one of the ladies mm -hmm. in the group just purchased her first home. Like, I mean, we, women have gotten new careers they've purchased their homes mm. they've started businesses i mean it's just been mm -hmm. transformational and to do this basically i mean coming in obviously if, if you're first we were having of course you know live meetings in person and then of course this whole covid thing happened and that had to shift to, to back to like the online so you know uh, of we'll, course we'll, we'll meet online we did just have like a social distancing picnic for this month of august so some ladies came out for that but um, it's just been amazing, like, to see the transformation. You know, some people are coming in. They, they don't have that support within their own homes or within their own social groups, you know, their friends, to discuss money matters. Like, money's still such a taboo topic for a lot of people. Yeah. But to, mm -hmm. to intentionally come out and meet women that you know their focus is about money. They want to learn right. about money. They want to master. It's, it's, it's just amazing. It's great. And I've I've seen I've seen a lot. Like one of my girlfriends literally just bought her house in Connecticut this past weekend. So wow, awesome. <laughs> so you're also going to be uh, certified, you know, as a domestic violence advocate um, this year. Um, mm -hmm. So what makes you want to do this work? Like what like what drew you to to say, hey, you know what, this is something I really am, am passionate about, and and want to do 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 this work. So that came from my personal situation. Um, I'm currently mm -hmm. dealing with a divorce. Okay. And basically through the legal ramifications of everything, um, I saw that I had to basically advocate for myself. Right. Um, so not getting into too many details, but, you know, I have a mm -hmm. case out in Suffolk County, New York, and I moved to Queens County, a whole di you know, right. different county, but still within New York State. Right. And when I came to, I'm very resourceful. I'm very good at networking. I, I started, you know, reaching out to nonprofit organizations, just trying to get assistance mm -hmm. and help with my situation. And it was like, there was this major loophole um, where I just couldn't get help. You know, one county is mm -hmm. telling me, oh, well, you moved, so we can't help you out here. And then the other counties tell me, oh, well, your case is out there, so we can't help you out here. And right. I happen to already be friends um, with people that work in that space. Um, there's a lady mm -hmm. named um, Sharnice Gatewood Ali. She has her own non-for-profit, which is the We Are Phenomenal Women. Um, mm -hmm. She was already doing that work. Um, of course, I never reached out to her beforehand because I didn't need those services. But now, right. coming from my situation, mm -hmm. got into a discussion with her and found out that 
she was providing certification through her not-for-profit. And I just realized, you know what? You know, if if no one else is going to advocate for me, then I got to just be my own advocate. And I started along that path. Perfect. So I know you talk about a lot about finances and and how can having um, your finances in order affect your, your situation when it comes to domestic violence? It can literally like save your life. Like Mm -hmm. that for me personally, that was the one area that, um, you know, my ex didn't really tap into per se, you know, didn't really affect for the most part. Cause Mm -hmm. I was the big, I was in terms of the two of us, I was always like the saver. And like I said, I personally Mm -hmm. embarked on this journey four years ago to master my money. So handling my money and knowing about money was very important to me and Mm -hmm. being able to basically move you know take my kids and go because i had the funds you know and despite also not getting the help from some of these organizations and tap you know whether it was borrowing from my own retirement and stuff like that it was Mm. it helped me to move along faster with with getting out of that abusive environment and and just trying to move forward now um i'm still dealing with a lot of like uh, legal financial matters, you know, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. there's a cost to divorce. It's not cheap. Um, mm-hmm. But knowing about money helps me to, you know, tap into the resources that I need to tap into and just figure things out in a more holistic way to, to come mm-hmm. far better at the end. Right. Okay. Um, and so if somebody came to you and they were having, you know, and they told you, Hey, I'm Melissa, look, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with domestic violence and that's either guy or girl right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know um because i know it's taboo that we can't you know guys don't go through that but that's a real thing too yeah it affects Mm -hmm. everybody men women children elders you know it's it knows no boundaries (laughs) Mm -hmm. so what would be the first thing that piece of advice or the first thing that you would tell them that they should do um Depending on how severe the relationship is, you know, or how toxic it could be, there are some people that it's better and safer to maybe plan the exit strategy in silence. That would probably be the best resort for them. So you don't Mm -hmm. necessarily go and step out and make an announcement like, oh, I'm leaving. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Because that may further put you in a worse situation. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you're not, let's say you're not in such a... um, you know, toxic, toxic situation where there's like a safety thing involved, you know, if, if, if you have the resources, the immediate resources where you can get out, you know, get, get, mm-hmm. get into the safety net of like a friend or a family member, uh, possibly even have to go into like a shelter, you know, temporarily until you figure mm-hmm. things out. And, you know, it factors too. also like, are you on your own or are also children involved? Cause you got to look at the right. whole picture, you know, who's involved, who is this affecting and basically mm-hmm. planning that safe exit strategy, you know, so I would first talk to them. Um, definitely no judgment, you know, don't, don't try to judge the individual. Cause obviously mm-hmm. it's, it's a hard thing to share. You know, it's, it's a hard thing, yeah. especially most of us, you know, you would never imagine that you would even be in this situation. You know, you don't, you don't right. go into a marriage, let's say thinking like, Oh, I'm going to have to deal with domestic violence, you know? Right. Um, but you don't judge and you just try to figure out a game plan with that person. If they're comfortable enough coming to you, okay, how can we now take some steps forward that they'll, they'll also be comfortable with doing? Cause that's the thing too. Mm-hmm. 
you might be at a certain level with doing things, but you got to meet the person where they are. So right. they, you got to try to suggest things that they're comfortable with doing and, and then taking those steps. Dope. Um, so with your experiences um, in this work, so what type of tools, because I know like you just said, like with nonprofits and there's a lot of red tape with, uh, you know, this county, that county, you live here, you, you don't live here. And to me, I'm always like, look, if somebody needs help, it don't really matter where they live, man. Like, get them the help that they need. But there's a lot of political red tape with a lot of these nonprofit organizations. That's, that's, you know, I used to work in nonprofits, so I understand it and I know it. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the resources um, that, that somebody that you can give somebody that will definitely do their best to help them? I mean, so even despite the red tape, there are immediate uh, relief sources. Um, you know, Safe Horizon okay. provided uh, great counseling services. Um, mm -hmm. They provide like, you know, they'll they'll give like they would give Target cards, like fifty dollar Target cards for you to be able to like go shop and buy a few things. Um, wow. the Family Justice Centers of New York that are across the five boroughs, they assisted with like six weeks of counseling that I got just for myself. You can meet a therapist. You also could get a psychiatrist. If you need a medication, they will organize that. So there are things that the not-for-profits do provide, like, as an immediate relief. Um, okay. I think the bigger issue is, like, the long-term effects of things and you, you needing services beyond whatever that initial time frame is. That's, that's more mm -hmm. of, like, the harder part. Um, but just, you know, again trying to find those new supportive networks like so if it, if, if it is someone coming to me let's say or you know someone else that they can confide in just trying to figure out and brainstorm okay what what can i do next um mm -hmm. especially like with the safety planning you know so like i said if it's a very toxic situation you don't want to just mm -hmm. make the announcement of oh I'm, I'm getting out of here you would make a plan of like okay how you would leave you know maybe little by little start taking things out of the house I say the most important thing before, you know, like I, I had this little saying that I, I said at, at another um, panel that I was on this past weekend, you know, get your papers, not your Pradas, you know, nothing against mm -hmm. Pradas or any name brand item, but it's more important you have like your driver's license, social security, birth certificates, all your pertinent and infor important information, take that with you first out of the home because, mm -hmm. you know, the potential abuser, they could do more harm with that versus like, you know, your Louis Vuitton bag, your Prada shoes, you know, Absolutely. all that stuff is secondary. So get your important stuff out first, little by little, you plan, you know, you take stuff out little by little. And then of course, you know, when it comes to having kids, it's a little bit yeah. more sensitive and difficult, but still there's mm -hmm. a way there's family, there's friends that you could reach out to, to make those arrangements to get out. Gotcha. Oh, just on a check-in. Shout, shout out to Marissa on the check-in. Black Soul Experience on the check-in. Appreciate y'all. So, um, so that's really, really, truthfully, good information. It's stuff I didn't even know. Um, and it's good for, for everybody to know. Uh, so I definitely appreciate you um, I'm talking about those those things. So let's talk about, as far as domestic violence, some people just feel like it's physical, mm. right? But, you know, like it, it, it's just, if, if somebody's being you know, beaten and things like that. Um, that's that's domestic violence, but that's not always the truth. There's more to domestic violence than just physical, right? Yes, there absolutely is. There's different levels and layers. Um, I don't put any one level or layer higher than the other. I feel like they're all equal in terms of mm -hmm. abuse. 
Um, but there's physical abuse, there's emotional abuse, verbal, mm. there's financial abuse. Um, you know, there's just different levels and layers. There's, you know, of course, then getting even sexual abuse. I mean, there's a lot. Um, and that's why organizations such as um, the We Are Phenomenal Women, you can, if, if you delve into the course or attend any of the forums, you know, you can learn and become aware of like, okay, what are these different levels, you know? And abuse doesn't just start, it's, it's progressive, you know? So right. it doesn't just start when you get married. It could have been, you know, you were being manipulated from dating, you know, and you just yeah. weren't aware. A lot of unfortunately teens whether male or female you know they're they they get turned on in a sense by having a you know when they have a jealous partner instead mm -hmm. of it being like a red flag they look at yes. it almost like, like it's flattering oh yep. this person you know they want to know where i'm at every minute they want to you know it's like but no that's it's a control thing it's a manipulation thing and it's not anything to be flattered by it's it's definitely like a red flag that needs to you know get looked into Right. Um, and, you know, it's the, the more that you learn and just become aware, the better you can just prepare yourself overall, I think, in any relationship. Because, I mean, there, there, right. there can be toxic, you know, business relationships, you know, toxic oh, yeah. work relationships. Like, <laughs> and it's 100. just learning. Mm -hmm. You got to learn for yourself, like, what is your boundaries? I think one of the biggest things with what I'm going through right now is, it'd be real easy to just always point the finger that way, you know, and say, well, it was all my ex's fault. It's all him, all him, all right. him. But that, right. that leads me nowhere. I would not grow in any type of way. I would more than likely not change anything for the future because if I'm just leaving it all that it was on him, well, then where did I play a part in my own destiny and life where I am now? You know, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. first and foremost, and that's one of the things from my financial group is the whole accountability. It's very important for me right now with everything that happened. Even things are still confusing now as far as, well, why did this happen? Mm -hmm. Why did that happen? But mm -hmm. it's more like, it's like looking at ourselves, being accountable right. to ourselves. Like, okay, this thing happened, but how did I play a part in, in getting here? And it's not blaming. It's not about blaming yourself or taking mm -hmm. on the shame or anything like that. But just taking that control for yourself. Be accountable to you and your life. Mm. And that's so important because I'm I'm super big on accountability, and I always have been. And even in any relationship that I, you know that I you go into that I, I've gotten into, even from my past, I've always said, you know, what could I do better, or what could I have done better. I always start with me, and and, and even just in regular conversation, you know, I, I I always say, hey, what can I do better first? So before I get to you, because we don't we don't get to you, a hundred. I'm right. gonna get to you. That's a hundred percent. But before I do, I want to know from you, what can I do better? Do you have anything for me? And some, and a lot of people don't really do that. It's all about, well, you did this and you did that. And, and it's not about what I can do. It's about which, what you did. So, um, so and I 100% agree. Um, the majority of people that do that, though, then how much change can you really have? Because everything exactly. you're putting on the onus on the other person. And you can't control right. the other person. You can only control you. So a hundred percent. So, so as far as the one thing that you, that you said a, a couple minutes ago is therapy. Mm -hmm. And I know that's something that is very taboo in, you know, the black community, you know, 
we're just getting around to kind of saying, oh, oh, you know, it's okay to go to therapy because there's a stigma, there's a shame, you know, um, especially with people of color, you know, in the Hispanic community, the black community, you know, that you can't, that you shouldn't go to therapy. Um, and that you have to just, whatever happens in this house stays in this house. That's you know what I mean? Right. That type of talk. Um, and it's that type of talk and it's that type of rhetoric that I feel that has kept um, older generations, you know what I'm saying, in bondage. And that has continued this generational curse that we shouldn't take care of our mental health and our emotional health and things like that. Um, so I know you said that, you know, that you took advantage of some things like as far as therapy sessions and stuff like that. So what was your experience with therapy? Um, and how did that change your outlook, if you had one, on, on therapy? Absolutely. So about, it's going to be seven years now. Um, so right after I had my second child, my daughter, and I had my children mm -hmm. back to back. My kids are 16 months apart. Um, I was dealing with postpartum depression, you know, and at the time, of course, you don't, you don't recognize it's like things Yo, are just postpartum depression you don't even know why it's real it's crazy so and this ties i had to read up on it <laughs> I, I, like well well you know me like you know i'm a guy so mm -hmm. you know but i wanted to know more about it to to see what my friends were experiencing yeah um and just, and just to have my own knowledge and awareness of postpartum and it blew my mind like, like when i tell you just what i read it blew my mind mm -hmm. it just I said, "Oh, this is it's real. This is different. It's, it's real." Yeah. But it's good information. If you're a guy out there, just just read up on postpartum depression. So if you have a wife or girlfriend and she's pregnant and, and she, has, she has a baby, and read up on that, get the information for yourself ahead of time, so you don't just think you know stuff is just wild and crazy. Like it's a real thing. But yes. go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. So um, I actually ended up having a breakdown at work. Um, and it, it was a layer of things. You know, I mm -hmm. wasn't sleeping. I had to tend to two babies. Talking about what you're talking about, like those societal pressures. You know, I just, it's like, I was, mm -hmm. I was dealing with like people pleasing and all. Like, I just wanted to be everything for everyone. But in the meanwhile, mm -hmm. I was forsaking myself completely. So I ended up having a breakdown at work. I was involuntarily <laughs> instituted. Like, I'm dead serious. Wow. This is what I wrote. I wrote about this in my book. Um, you know, I just, that was last year when I published the book. But um, all of that, like, you know, it's just like, it was like, wow. And even at that time, you know, of course, counseling was provided, you know, and had to, I had to overcome all of those biases that I had myself. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. I belong here. Why am I here? You know, I, I, I was like prejudging myself. Like no one was the bigger judge than me towards me. Wow. You know, it's like I couldn't believe I was in that situation. I was worried about work. I was worried about my kids, you know. But I tell you today, seven years later, it'll be seven years next month. Um, it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me, having had that breakdown. Because mm. it just tore down at all those biases. I, I actually had a bias towards like the mentally ill. And I didn't realize that until I was in the mental institution and had to basically confront that bias while I was there. You know, I, wow. I had basically prejudged people. Like I just, you know, didn't understand mental illness overall. Didn't, you know, didn't, wouldn't, you know, it, it was kind of like, I was fearful. Like if I were to maybe see someone that looked mentally ill on the street, I would maybe cross the street and stuff like that. But I didn't realize wow. that until I was mm -hmm. in the mental institution. And I was like, Oh my God, yeah. like now here I am you know, they, they, 
um, you know, trying to classify me and stuff like that. And, you know, just working and dealing with all of that, you know, the, the feeling mm -hmm. of the shame and all of that and working through all that. And um, I took advantage of the counseling services there. And I also even went and, you know, me being a Christian and faith-based, um, I had a good counselor, but you got to find someone you're comfortable with. You know, sometimes there is mm -hmm. like cultural things and layers and levels that some people, they just not might understand it because they're not of your of your background you know it's, and it's not right. to say that they're bad or they're no good with what they're doing but sometimes you, you know you just, it's very important to have that level of comfortability because that's how you'll be able to share and be open to to what's being offered so i ended up seeking my own counselor when i did get out of the treatment there and just kept following up with that person you know even even to this day i still go to therapy sessions you know here and there when i need to um, mm -hmm. And then now, even especially now, now that I will be a single mom, you know, with two young children, it's a lot of things to, to dig into. And it's important to, to not do it on your own. You know why? There is help out there. There are people that, that this is their expertise. They're there to help you. So you got to, you know, use your resources. Wow. Um, that's super powerful. Um, and, you know, I'm glad that you that you came out of that. And you said something about being a being Christian. And. I, and I was raised in that as well, right? And the one thing I, I will say, and a lot of times in, in the church and things like that, there's a shame on people going to get therapy too in the church because there, a lot of people's mentality in, in the church is all you got to do is pray about it and everything is going to be okay. You know, so yeah. you have the shame of the outside world. You got the shame mm -hmm. from your internal family. Because they tell you what happens in this house stays in this house, right? They, that, you know, and we're all, you know, brought up like that, you know. So there's no thing for therapy, and then society is like, oh, labels you a certain way uh, when you go get therapy as well. So there's a lot of pressure for you to not to get therapy and not to to do the work. But I, I just want to first of all commend you for doing the work, congratulate you for doing the work, and Thank seven you. years later, look at where you are now, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you're in an amazing Absolutely. situation right now um, and better <laughs> and better and, and successful, right? I, I think that's that's the biggest thing is you came out of that whole thing full circle and you're still going through stuff, you know, but it's not getting you down because you put in the work and you allowed yourself to say, hey, I need more. Now, prayer is a beautiful thing. You should pray. Mm -hmm. not saying that you should not. But also what they say is faith without works is dead. So you should pray. And pray to get the right counselor. Pray to get the right <laughs> therapist. Pray that God's going to put the right people in your path, right? Absolutely. So that Absolutely. so that you can be successful. But don't just pray and then just sit down and just say, ah, right, you know, I'm just going to sit here and, and I, I yeah. hope it's going to go away. You know, and because people don't do that when it comes to physical ailments. They right. go to the doctor. They want the mm -hmm. best surgeon. They want the best physical therapist. They want the best everything when it comes to physical right but when it comes to mental health and emotional health it's like nah i can't do that yeah if you went and yeah. broke and broke your leg right now what you're not going to do is just pray about it and just do nothing <laughs> and, and just have your legs swinging you know what i'm saying so oh, don't worry about it no no like what you're going to do is you're going to say right oh we're going to have to get you know we're going to head to the doctor because that's because that's what i need right that's what Absolutely. i need and that's how serious we have to take our mental health. You know what yes, I'm saying? And our exactly. emotional health, we have to take that as serious. Because if you lose it up here, 
it don't matter what this looks like. It don't matter how, how many push-ups, crunches, and you got a six-pack, and you're beautiful, big behind, flat stomach. It don't matter about that. Because you're going to crumble anyway. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if this starts to go, and your emotional health starts to go, man, then your physical health starts to go. Yep. And that's Absolutely. what happens. Absolutely. You know, so, again, I just want to commend you on all the work you've done um, throughout the years. You know, um, some people don't don't put in that that kind of work, and you put in the work. So definitely, just want to salute to you again on that. So um, let's talk about this book I just found out about. Um, <laughs> tell us the name of the book. Tell us what it's about, because um, you're an author, and you know I, I missed it. I I didn't know about it. You know, uh, but I'm gonna be sure to support it um, and and get this book. But tell us about it. Absolutely. So I, I did a compilation piece and I'm so crazy. I'm reading another book and I got, you know, I, I left the actual book at home today, but I printed a little, uh, it's called Fear mm -hmm. to Freedom, Volume 2. Um, mm -hmm, it dropped mm -hmm. last year, August. So it's been a year since it dropped. And um, it was myself and four other amazing authors. Um, we just basically shared testimonies of like, you know, faith, resilience, um, you know, and, and like our personal journeys and my personal story, mm -hmm. which is in chapter three, I basically shared, you know, my experience with having had a mental breakdown and, mm -hmm. you know, three main quotes that I, you know, one was from my mom, mm -hmm. one was from my ex-husband and then just one in general, you know, that, that just got me through, you know, so I, I used those three main quotes that, you know, like sayings, you know, they were saying that these particular individuals had said as mm -hmm. a way to like pull me out of that you know that that dark place and you know just and you know also just sharing my my faith in god who ultimately mm -hmm. is the one that got me out of everything so mm -hmm. you know it's a great book um i actually um so it was on lulu.com when i had first like published it you know okay. last year i'm actually mm -hmm. gonna be rebranding it but i still have 80 original copies so if anyone is interested they could just like paypal me directly it's 20 dollars Cause I'm going to be rebranding it and you know, we'll see mm -hmm. how that, you know, how that goes forward. People got to support the business. PayPal me directly. Um, my email is mspenya5 at gmail.com. You can look me up on PayPal and then, you know, I can ship out the book to you. So. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a definitely support it. Um, I just found out about it. It's like I said, it's a weird thing. I don't know how I didn't know about it, but I just <laughs> found out about it. So I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to support you. Um, that's, you know, that's, that's just the way it should be. We, we should support our people. Um, Absolutely. Is that Nina? Is that Nina on the check-in? Shout out to Nina on the check-in. That is Nina. <laughs> oh man, yo Nina, what's up, yo? We go back, Nina. Like, don't play, yo. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> shout, shout, shout out to to you. Um, so it's been a journey. So you know, you you started, you know, seven years ago. You know, you had the breakdown, and then mm -hmm. the therapy. You know, then you had the counseling, the therapy, and things like that, and then you know, was it fast forward five years later, um, five years later, then you start the divorce uh, proceedings. Um, so how did that kind of like change your outlook on, I, I won't say marriage, but just how did that affect your mental health? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because people have a stigma again mm -hmm. on, um, on people who get divorced and, 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 you know, and they go through all those things and they look at you a certain way. Mm -hmm. You know, they say things about people who, who, who get divorced and all this stuff. So a lot of times people end up staying in abusive situations 
um, you know, or unhealthy dysfunctional situations um, just so that they could appease other people. Yeah. Right. So how did that play in your mind in the process? Because I always feel like that that happens. It's like, oh, man, like, like what if my mama going to think? What's my daddy going to think? What's my aunt going to think? What? Or what's my church mother going to think? Like, what's, <laughs> like, what's the usher in the parking lot going to think? Oh, when he asked me about, oh, where's your spouse? You know what I mean? And stuff like, you know, stuff like that. It all plays a, a part. Plays. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, like, how did you process that? And but, and how did you overcome that and say, you know what? Like, it, it is what it is. I, I gotta, I got to go. Yeah. So, you know, again, sometimes we're too close to the situation to see what's going on. Right. Um, I wasn't in a healthy relationship. I wasn't. It was an up and down. And again, because of those societal you know, dysfunctional societal pressures. I was mm. trying to divorce my husband back in 2017. Yeah. And I don't regret canceling my divorce and staying because now in 2020 or from 19, when we started this process, I know mm -hmm. for sure that we are just not meant to be together. You know, we got to just work now towards being the best co-parents that we can be because we do mm -hmm. have two beautiful, healthy, young children. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's like, Again, it takes that inner work. It takes knowing who you are. You got to know who you are, what your mm -hmm. values are. There are things, I mean, we're all born into a particular culture, you know, custom, tradition, you know, whether it's yeah. either like a church umbrella or whether it's just, you know, the customs culture of like, you know, your heritage. But there comes a point as we age and mature and life happens to us that, we have to seek, you know, what is true for us as individuals. At the end of the day, we're all born as individuals and we all are going to part this earth individually. Mm -hmm. So right. there are just some things that, you know, as a, as a society, as life happens, you just got to know like, well, okay, that doesn't work for me. You know, believing in that ain't going to work for me. Like the whole, even like the little mantra, like, oh, you know, you got to find your better half. Who, who's born as a half? You know, we're all born as a whole person, mm -hmm. you know? Right. So it's like little things like that, like those little word plays and the little, you know, the myths or like you said, the stigmas, you know, mm. I, I didn't, I, I started a divorce back in 2017, but then I didn't follow through because again, I got kind of caught up. I know why I started it, but then once all the ch chatter started within like family members, friends, mm -hmm. and I got caught up into like, oh my God, but what am I doing? You know, what am I, and you know, and then I undid everything. And then now here I am. He's the problem of the voice on me, you know? So it's like, <laughs> oh, at man. the end of the day, you know, like I say, nothing should be a loss. Everything should be mm -hmm. a lesson. And, mm -hmm. you know, you just got to try to learn. I, I feel we, we learn the most from our failures. You know, I feel like mm -hmm. you learn more in that failing lane, even in the successful lane. Because you'll, you'll mm -hmm. immediately see what is it that really didn't work. And now you mm -hmm. have to adjust accordingly to know, like, okay, well, I'm definitely not going to do that again. You know, I definitely won't take that step again to keep moving forward. Um, in terms of my situation now, which, again, like, I'm still going through, through it. You know, I'm still, you know, and then, and then we have then we have external factors that also play, like, this whole COVID-19. Who knew of that course. we were going to be dealing with COVID-19? That's Ooh. another added you know, external pressure. Of course. You know, everybody has to be quarantined. You got to be home. Um, actually, cases mm -hmm. of domestic violence have been increasing because of this A whole lot. COVID thing. Big time. So it's like, okay, how do we now navigate these waters? How do we work? You know, how do how 
how can we help people now having to deal with this added pressure, you know? So it's become, it's about knowing, coming to terms with like knowing who you are, knowing mm -hmm. what your boundaries are, knowing what your values are, what you stand for. Like, that's why they say, you know, if you stand, if you stand for nothing, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll fall for anything. Fall for anything. Yeah. So you just got to really get in tune with who you are as a person, aside from your culture, what your parents told you, what the school told you, you know, what work told you, like you, you got to come into your own mind. And I mean, mm -hmm. for me, that foundation heavily is, is in the word of God. You know, I, I'll go to church, I'll listen to the preacher and everything like that, but I'm still going to come home and read the Bible for myself. For yourself. I'm going to seek that, that relationship for with myself. Yourself. We can't just mm -hmm. get caught up listening to this one, listening to that one, you know, cause who knows, and, and another thing, too, especially coming, um, just touching on the Christian aspect, sure. you know, you should live out the gospel. It's not so much also all of this of what you're saying. Let me see how mm -hmm. you're moving. Let me see how you treat, you know, this particular person or that particular person. Let me see how you're treating the, these individuals out here to really see if, like, if you're living as the gospel says. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's just coming to terms with all that, figuring that all for ourselves individually. Wow. And, and, you know, moving forward. And again, it, it takes, it takes a lot of work and it takes, like you said, that accountability. Um, I can't sit here and preach to my kids, you know, we'll do this, do that and do this. And meanwhile, I'm doing everything opposite. You know, Yo, kids are, are no. going to remember what you do, not what you say. <laughs> but listen, but, but that, but that actually goes back to um, the old school generation where they say, do as I say, not as I do. I do. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like that that comes from the old school right there. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just like, nah, you do what I say. Who are you to question me? Just do what I say, not as I do, because I'm grown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like at some point you gotta be an example. You know what I'm that saying? So if you're telling your so if you're telling your kids like, hey, listen, you know, you gotta work on yourself and mental health and, and, and personal development, you gotta do that yourself. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. like you can't just be out here just just talking, you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta you got to be that, you know what I'm saying? You know, because we, kids, we, we, kids know at an early age when stuff ain't right. And then, you know, because working in nonprofit, like I spoke to a lot of kids and a, a lot of youth. And I, in general, I speak to a lot of youth anyway. But, and they'll tell me, oh, like about stuff that they said, oh, my parents doesn't think I, they, they don't think I know. I but I've been new from like five years ago that stuff wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? With with them personally, you know, and and they were just like you know, but they don't think I know, and I'm like, yo, kids know everything, man. Like, they, they and that's and they know when you're hypocritical. They know. Yes, they do. Yes, they do, and that's why it's just so important to. I mean, you got to be transparent. You got to be real. You know, you got to be honest, and and not in a way like like you know again. It it it's hurt. It hurts. It's sad. You know that this this marriage is over for me, but. Mm. I know that we, we, we're going to be better off not together. You know, we're just not yeah. for each other. And we still got to raise these children. You know, we still have these kids that we have to raise. And, and it, it would do me no justice to, to try to, because then, you know, then we get caught up in the whole feelings, you know, the anger, the resentment, the bitterness, like that serves no one. You know, for me to try to bash him and, and, and disrespect him to my children, that, that's going to serve nobody. Nobody so, again, cares. it all starts with us. Like, what do we really want? And, and you know, whatever we put out, we're going to get back. You know, that's... And that's mighty mature because, you know, in a, a lot of these situations, like when you have kids and, you know, 
and you're going through something, a separation or whatever the case is, one party or another or both parties tend to sometimes bash the other the other party to their kids, and it makes just makes for a very toxic environment. Um, and the only person that really gets hurt in the situation is the, the kids. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Which which is very very um, it's it's unfortunate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but again, like you are somebody that has done the work, you know, from mm-hmm. previous, like you've done the work, you've peeled back the layers, you've mm-hmm. unpacked a lot of things. Um, you know, you've gone to therapy, you've done the work on your own, you know, and so now with the clear, with the clear mind, you can see that. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and you can actually make those decisions, you know, that's best for your children and not just that's what's best for you. Because exactly. a lot of times when people are in these situations with children and, they, and they're going through a separation, then it's, it's like, oh, no, I'm going to tell the kids about him because that's going to make me feel better. Exactly. But you've already done the work with, within yourself to say, you know what, that's not important because how, how I feel about this person, that's, that's me. That's my business. Mm-hmm. But to my kids, that's the father of my kids. Exactly. So, I'm going to paint him in the best possible light as possible so it doesn't reach them. So now they don't grow up with a particular, you know what I mean, um, bias against mm-hmm. their father of their kids exactly. and things like that. So a lot of people haven't reached your level of maturity. You know, I think in this generation, we have a, a stigma of, oh, hey, you know what? I find, I find pride in being petty. Like, oh, I'm yeah. King Petty. I'm Queen Petty. I'm this. And it's like, yeah, like, that's me. That's what I do. But it's like, yo, it takes a higher level of maturity to rise above that and say, hey, listen, that's not where it's at. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. because it only hurts your children. No, like, yeah. the, you and know, the, the, it doesn't hurt you. It, it hurts your children. And, and that's and that's why I salute you for that. The biggest thing, too, is because, I mean, we got to always think is long term. You know, a lot of us, we're in this whole instant gratification type of society. We want results now, you know. Like, yes. The, the other book I was going to refer to, I, I actually had this book. I didn't, I found it today, but it's called um, The Kick-Ass Single Mom for any, you know, single moms out there or okay. recently mm-hmm. single moms. It's a great book. It, it talks about, like, I'm still with this. I, she, she, the author is Emma Johnson. She's talking about the fact that, oh, child support and alimony seems great, you know, like, you know, but at the end of the day, is it really any type of income you could count on, you know? And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still, like I said, because I'm going through my situation. We all yes. need money. We're all strapped here and there, you know, depending what it mm-hmm. is. But it was just like a whole new perspective that I was reading on today. I was like, wow, you know, because she, in, in her view, she feels like, and, you know, I was going to just add that to, to like what I was going to say tonight. She's like, some for some, that could not become a crutch. Now mm. you might not go pursue your own business or want to do your own thing and, and, and expand in your own des- destinal right because, oh, because you're going to count on this money from your ex, someone that you're mm-hmm. no longer tied to, you're no longer with. And it was just like, wow, that I never, you know, you don't think about it that way. Um, that's mm. why I love reading because I always, you know, again, I learn new things. It's something to now, oh, let me think about that. You know, is it, is it really worth to be in this, this battle of this yeah. money that's it's gonna be spent either way either way it goes money some people don't like to read i don't i don't get it you know <laughs> what i'm saying what <laughs> whether it's an audio book or um like a physical book or whatever it is like there's like so much now it's like we don't just like you know like we don't we don't know everything you know what i'm saying so yeah. we gotta just grow you know what i'm saying so 
um, you've done a lot of internal work on yourself. Like, you've done a lot of work, and I'm so proud of you. You know, just from meeting you, um, I'm just super proud um, of everything. And you are, like, rising above those societal pressures because I did a post. It's so funny. I, I, on my stories, um, I think it was yesterday, and it said, mind your own uterus. (laughs) And, but, (laughs) yo, but under it, it had so many things. Like, it, it had a woman that was just on her knees crying because of all of the outside noise that, mm. that she was being pressured of when you're going to have kids, when you're going to be married, mm-hmm. when, when you're going to give me my grandkids, stuff like that. You know, when you're going to give me this. And it's coming all from people from a, all different places. You know what I'm saying? And it's like she's was like literally on her knees crying because she's been trying and you don't know what that other, like you don't know what the other person's going through. You don't know if they've been trying and they've had four or five miscarriages. I've had friends that have had a lot of miscarriages and people yeah. say things, people say things and they want to put, impose their will, you know what I'm saying? Oh, what they want on your life. You know what I'm yep. saying? And it's like, yeah, but you're not going to be financing. You're not going to be raising like, you're not going to be doing another stuff. How about you just mind yours? Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and that's why I don't ask those questions about, oh, about, oh, when you're going to have a kid and when you're going to do this mm-hmm. and, and when you're going to get married and, and we're like that's not my business. You gonna let me know. You I, let I, me know. I feel like just, shout out to Dira. I, I do feel there's a big difference between men and women because I think we're still, you know, it's 2020 and whatever. But women are still raised, and young girls are still raised mm-hmm. in comparison to boys to be like the caretaker. You know, of course. Um, I wanted to read you real quick just this one, this one part of the book. Um, she's talking about like retirement. And she says here in this one paragraph, she's like, according to the Social Security Administration's Office of Retirement and Disability Policy, uh, divorced women have dramatically lower incomes and higher poverty rates than other women. Around 20% of divorced women aged 65 or older live in poverty, compared with 18% of never married women and 50% Mm. of widows. So just to show you the importance of finance, because again, think about it. Women are the one physically having these children. Yeah. A lot of times when it comes to that unit, the the man and the wife, most of the time it'll be the woman that'll like do the part-time hours because again, she's trying to balance the work, the work life, career life, and then still mm-hmm. the home obligations, you know. But mm-hmm. again, that all ties into as as these two individuals come together in marriage, it's like my whole thing is this. Why do we have to do what was done? so many x amount of years ago why can't me as your wife and you as the husband why can't we just create what it is that works for us you know let's create the rules that work for our relationship versus like oh well my mama did it this way you know my grandma did it this way x amount of years like that may not work anymore you know especially like like look how this world has shifted this world has literally shifted from traditional you know going into a building to work to now mm-hmm. all these remote from home jobs yeah, yeah. Jobs are never gonna come back so Mm-mm. you have to shift and move as the world shifts and moves you know and mm-hmm. like again back in the day women were home they were home their main thing was okay tending to the house tending to the kids but then what happened they came a point they had to go to work and and you know we just keep evolving and things changing. So we gotta, yeah. we have to evolve and mature as the world is changing and evolving. You know, so a hundred percent. And 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 that's the thing. You know, 
we we tend to not move with times. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes people, you know what it is? People don't like change. Yeah, that's the big people. Pe- the big people are afraid to change. They're afraid to, 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 to just do something else or do something new. And not saying that everything from the old school is bad, but there's a lot of stuff from the old school that doesn't work in today's generation. That's you know true. what I'm saying? Um, so I think it's very important that we do evolve. It's like you said. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't continue living in the Toys R Us generation, and we in the Amazon generation right now. Like, exactly. that's where we at. You know what I'm saying? And we can't do things. And Oh, and where's Toys R Us right now? <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. But, you know, it's just one of those things where um, we have to create what works for us. Like, each individual, you know, as far as if, if some are couples or whatever they you got to do what's best for you. Like, yeah. you can't do what's best for, you know, some somebody that happened two generations ago, three generations ago. Like, it's, it's, it's completely the concept different. Of, it's the concept of, you know, the oxygen mask on, on the plane when we used to be traveling. <laughs> like, yeah. if, you, if you can't support and help yourself first, how good are you going to be of service? So this is not, I think what me and you are saying, it's not that we're promoting any type of like, well, it's all about you, 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 selfishness. No. no. We're saying is you need to get yourself in order, have your yes. in order, mature in order mm-hmm. to be of service to your community, to your family, to your household. Mm-hmm. Like, because there's mm-hmm. no other way around it. There's no other way around it. If you're not doing okay, if you, if, if you know, if your situation is, is not being handled in order, you have all, you know, getting your things together, getting yourself together, whether you're a young mm-hmm. person, you know, like, now this whole educational system, you know, it's a brand new educa- educational system now we're navigating. New, new territory, like new rules are now going to be created. It's like, okay, how do we navigate this? So for these young kids out here, whether elementary, high school, college, you know, they could basically set the tone for what's to go forward, you know, and make something mm-hmm. great of it. And, and don't bound yourself to what was for so many years. Things have mm-hmm. to change. The one constant in life is change. Despite us not mm-hmm. liking it as much, that is the constant of life. And we just got to get with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I just want to sal- salute you again for realizing, you know, as far as your situation, that it just wasn't right for you. Because a lot of times people shame divorce and they shame a lot of different things that they don't have any idea about. You know, it's the same pressure that they put on you about having children, you know? Um, you know, because you're on their time and not and not your own, right? Yeah. So that you realizing that this wasn't a situation for you. This was more so a situation that was dysfunctional, abusive in certain ways. And you said, you know what? It's time for me to go. And you had your affairs in order. Um, and you understood that and you put in the work to say, Hey, I tried, I got to go. Right. That's um and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um because your happiness matters, what what you want out of life matters. The environment that you want for your two beautiful kids matter as well, right? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, so so that, that that's something that I definitely want to commend you for because I feel like in this generation we glorify struggle love. We glorify oh it. My God. Like it's yeah. all in the movies. Why? It's on it's it's on Instagram. It's it's on the interviews. Like oh. and 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 like it almost feels like it's you know seven days. Like, yo, <laughs> it it just it just brings me back to the color purple. Oh my life! Listen, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's like, like yo, listen, I, come on, man. There's just certain <laughs> things 
there's certain things I, I, I can't even watch. Like, you know, I, I don't watch Love and Hip Hop. There's just certain things just like, nah, like, that's that's just not me. You know what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. not, not for me. And again, certain agendas out here, you know, they'll try to yeah, glamorize, yeah. like, oh, if that's glamorous. No, it's not glamorous. Like, we are kings and queens out here. You know, we are kings and queens. We are made in the likeness of God. You know, we are not God, but we are made talk, in the talk, likeness talk. of God. And, and we need... Mm-hmm. We we have abundance. We we're we're meant to be prosperous. You know, we're mm-hmm. meant to be victorious yes. people. And I'm telling you, like as as hard again, as hard as this situation is for me and my ex mm-hmm. and my children, because right. we're all affected. I of course. My, my main prayer and hope is that we are gonna have a better horizon. You know what I'm saying? It's it's all gonna work out for good at the end, and he's gonna be mm-hmm. better off. I'm gonna be better off, and our children, our children in the long run, you know, mm-hmm. is gonna be better off. Cause why why raise kids in 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 a, in a in a toxic thing? Why you know they didn't merit that? They didn't ask for that. Nope. So it's they just, ain't ask for it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So just you know, he he is not. And and this is a vice versa statement I'm about to say. It's not that he's like mm-hmm. bad. It's not that he's a bad individual or myself. I'm not perfect either. I'm not. You know, I don't want to give the impression mm-hmm. as if. He was the all be all of, of the destruction or whatever. No, we both played a mm-hmm. part in it. But it's like, okay, we we, we just gotta rise from this and just be better. Again, mm-hmm. you know, like take the lessons mm-hmm. and keep moving forward. Cause life goes on. Life is not gonna stop. COVID happened, but life is still happening. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. don't get stuck on the things. So, um so so seven years ago, you uh, you know, you had a mental breakdown. Right. So mm-hmm. fast forward now, seven years later, um, two beautiful kids, you know, um, uh, author, um, you're on your way to being, a, you know, a certified d- domestic a- violence advocate. Um, mm-hmm. What's next? Like, what's next for you? Oh, I have so many things I want to do. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, You've always been like that. Yep. Yes. Yes, um, I I have a love and passion for public relations. Like that's like, oh mm-hmm. my god, if I could wake up tomorrow and just be doing that type of work, and I'm working on that. You know, I'm definitely mm-hmm. would love to maybe have like my own PR firm, um, continue mm-hmm. to help women out here and children, and learn about money. Like I just feel it's just so mm-hmm. important to to master that. You know, and and just just keep being a steward out here. You know, for Christ overall and everything. From from just mm. showing love to people, mm. teaching them how to take care of themselves. I'm on a on a health journey as well. Now I'm trying to just get myself together and fit, you know, healthy mind. And like you said, it, mm-hmm. once your mind is right, everything else can mm-hmm. get in order. So I'm trying to stay healthy, eat healthy, teach my kids about health. I started mm-hmm. walking with them the last month. Every morning we take like little nature walks throughout parks in Queens. Okay. So you know, just taking care of myself right now. My focus right now is just taking care of Melissa. Making mm-hmm. sure that I'm okay, so that I could be the best mom that I could be to my to my son Ethan, my daughter Haley, awesome. and the best you know person to to those around me. You know, whether it's my mm-hmm. financial dream sisters, to my family members. You know, my parents, they hard hard working individuals. You know, my sis, you know my my blood sisters, like just those mm-hmm. around me. I just want to be the positive light that God put me here to be in in mm. my in my environment here. <laughs> Dope. So if somebody was to say, hey, Mel, listen, um, my mental health isn't good right now. I'm going through a lot of things. Um, you know, what should I do? Like, what would be your advice to that person? 
Uh, I would definitely first, you know, listen to them, whatever their story is. Um, just mm -hmm. uh, let them know that I appreciate their trust in coming to me, to sharing, you know, mm -hmm. that vulnerable situation. And then, you know, I would just try to figure out, figure out with them in partnership with them. Okay. What is it that you need? Do you feel that you need some counseling? Cause I'm not a therapist, you know, obviously. So of course. them coming to me first. Okay, great. I'm glad you could share with me, but let's try to maybe find, get you some professional help. And even if, if, even if no one else that they may share with, if anyone else knows or not, doesn't matter. I'm there to just be supportive of them. So mm -hmm. I would, I would definitely uh, refer them to, to, like I said, the, some of the community organizations that I know, like Safe Horizon or like the Family Justice Centers, even though we are phenomenal women, if, if it is a woman that's coming to me, and even if it's a man, I would try to find, um, you know, a resource for, for that man where he would feel comfortable going to like speaking with someone and, mm -hmm. you know, just going from there. If it's something then beyond counseling, if they maybe mm -hmm. need help with, Maybe it's somebody that, that's unemployed. They need help with finding work and stuff like that. You know, there's Workforce One census throughout the city that help people with work. And I can help them with their LinkedIn page. You know, what, whatever way that I can assist, I would assist. And if I can't, I would then connect them to any resource that I know that can. You know? Mm. Um, I definitely, another message I have is don't, don't procrastinate. This is definitely not a time of procrastination. I know a mm. lot of things are at a standstill. I mean, for the first time in my life, I was unemployed from September 2019 up until July. I literally got hired wow. July 6th of this Congratulations. year. And mm -hmm. what did I do? I got my certification for the domestic violence advocate. Like, I was working on my skills. I did get, like, a little part-time job working with the development to lead disabled, and that took a training. So, Whatever you can do, whether you're unemployed, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, try mm -hmm. to get your skills up, whatever that may be. Dope. Think about what it is that you're good at, your gifts, mm -hmm. and, and expand on that, you know, and Dope. just, you know, move forward with that. I love it. Listen, um, it's pretty much coming up to the time, um, you know, it's pretty much been, a, we got less than two minutes left. So j just tell the people where they can buy the book, your book, um, what, one more time, give them, give them the title and give them where they can buy the book. Yes, so the title is Fear to Freedom, Volume 2. Fear to Freedom, Volume 2. Yes, and for right now, they could just PayPal me. They could look me up on PayPal, mspenya5 at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. It's $20 a book because I only mm -hmm. have about 80 copies left, which was from the original you know, publishing. I'm trying to rebrand, mm -hmm. so just hit Good. me up. I can mail it out to you guys. And, you know, when I rebrand, I'll definitely, you know, share the links for that. Dope. Listen, um, you know, I definitely support you. I thank you for coming on the show. I I really do appreciate you. Uh, you're amazing. Your family's amazing. Shout out, shout out to your, your mom, your dad, your sisters, um, and your kids. You. you know, I you're doing amazing things in this world. Keep it up. Um, I look forward to having you on again. You know, Absolutely. and and we'll talk again soon. But Absolutely. thank you for all the insight on the domestic violence, man. I definitely appreciate it, and a lot of gems you dropped today. Appreciate it. Thank you All so right. much, T. Thank you. It's been a privilege being on your platform today. All right, man. We'll talk soon. Take All care. Right, take care. <laughs> Peace.